Happy Wednesday. Welcome into the CHGO Bears podcast presented by PointsBet. Use promo code CHGO when you sign up to live your bet life. Nick, you are are you living your bet life? I sure am. How about okay. you, Adam? Yes, always. That's I live what my bet. I live my bet life before points bet even was a thing. Wow. How about that? Trend. But uh, yeah, that's your code CHGO. Welcome in Adam Hogue, Nicholas Moriano with you today on this Wednesday. More quarterback news to get to that doesn't really have anything to do with the Bears, but sort of has ties with the Bears because it was a year ago, really this time, that the Bears tried to go all in to get Russell Wilson and ended up with Andy Dalton. (laughs) I remember that day, Adam, just I was working at the high school that I used to work at and seeing like, wow, all this hype. On February 25th, Adam Schefter tweeted out that Russell Wilson selected his three teams. The Bears were one of them. And then when it ultimately came to the decision, it was Andy Dalton. I just remember sitting in my car like, wow, that's where the hype went to. Andy Dalton and now Russell Wilson. Yeah, it uh, it disappeared very, very quickly. and But they did end up with Justin Fields. So... That's where uh, some of this conversation is going to go. But do want to make sure you know that you should be going out right now and getting a CHGO membership. Uh, tons of great content right now on allchgo.com. Uh, that you get these podcasts, live shows every day. You don't need to be a member to, to get those, but we appreciate those of you that have gone all yeah. in. Get the memberships. Um, the post-game shows are killing it right now. We got that premium written content for you for the members only, and you get the free shirt when you become a member. So it's a great time to do that and get that merchandise. Absolutely. I think just, what, last night we had our first post-game victory show with the Blackhawks finally winning. So that's that's always finally. exciting. Let's yeah. go, Hawks. Since we've They're done it, killing it last yeah, night. Yeah, yeah. Since we've uh, started and launched this all up, the Bulls have uh, gone in the opposite direction. But it's nice to see a win finally in Chicago. I think technically, though, the first victory podcast that happened in this studio uh, was technically our backup studio True. when the Russell Wilson trade happened yesterday with our friends from DNVR because this place just went nuts. Uh, when that news crossed. It was cool to be in here, actually. It really was. I was so excited for them, just seeing the excitement and just, yeah, Studio B just, I mean, they have a franchise quarterback in Russell Wilson, and we'll obviously talk about him, but that was exciting for, for me to just see. Hey, guys, real quick. Check out that chat I just threw up there. What do you think the answer to that is? Do you guys answer, answer chat. chat? I think we're answering yes. it right now. Yeah. Yes, we do. Thank there you, Sam. Go. Welcome. I What's believe up, that's Sam? a yes. No, yes, we will, uh, and we will incorporate your your chats and tweets too. You can find us on Twitter at Adam Hogue at Nicholas Moriano. Uh, and uh, we'll interact throughout the show as always. And of course, a lot of those we'll address too in the, the final segment, take some of your questions uh, and some of those super chats. So uh, we appreciate all the love and support early on here on the CHGO Bears podcast. And we are going to start the show today. We'll get to some more free agent talk. Yesterday, we focused on wide receivers. If you missed any of that, I should tell you, go back, check out the podcast, check out the videos on YouTube. They're all there for you. So yesterday, we talked heavy wide receiver. Uh, Today, we're going to go into the defense a little bit, talk about some cornerbacks uh, in a little bit. But the big news is this Russell Wilson trade that that went down yesterday. And just gives us an opportunity to kind of Stand back, reflect mm-hmm. on everything that kind of happened at that position for for the Bears. You know, the Broncos could have drafted Justin Fields too. They sure could have, yeah. And and they decided not to. Now they end up with Russell Wilson, but they gave up a ton. 
It was like, you just read down this list. It's like, okay, first round pick, another first round pick, a second round pick, a second round pick. There's like a swap of fists in there. Mm-hmm. And then like 17 players went to Seattle. <laughs> That's about right, Adam. I have it down here. So for the Wilson, um, what they had to trade to give up, it was a 2022 first round pick, number nine overall, 2023 first round pick, a 2022 second round pick, number 40 overall, 2023 second rounder, 2022 fifth rounder, and then they got a fourth round pick back. And then those players that you mentioned, Drew Locke, Noah Fant, and Shelby Harris were ended up being traded to make this this massive trade happen. But that's a haul for, you know, Russell Wilson. And the Bears, when back when it was kind of a thing, look back, what were they kind of offering? It's, I don't know if the details are exact, but it looked like it was a number 20 overall pick in 2021, three first round picks, a third round pick, and some reports are saying some veteran players that maybe would have included Cleo Mack or Akeem Hicks. But, you know, even though Russell Wilson, I guess, didn't have a Russell Wilson-type season, you still see the, the haul that you had to give up to go inquire him. Right. So the question is, and feel free to chime in on our chat, are the Bears better off with Justin Fields, who at this point, still unproven, certainly not on the level of Russell Wilson, um, but... They didn't have to give. Now they did give up some for Justin mm-hmm. Fields. They don't have a first round pick this year, but are they in a better position? Would you rather be where the Broncos are right now or where the Bears are? It's a good question, and I th- I think back. Okay, if the Bears made that trade when you know there was talks about Russell Wilson, I I, I was just wondering were the Bears even ready for that? Were they in the position that you see Tampa Bay when they made the trade for Tom Brady? where Los Angeles Rams, when they made the trade for Matthew Stafford, those were teams that had a roster ready to compete that they were missing the quarterback. Now, if you go get a Russell Wilson when you were the Bears in 2021, was that roster even ready to compete, even if you had him there? Hindsight's 2020, right? But it seems like with the offensive line, the, the wide receiver production, and just how it kind of shaped out, I don't know if, does Russell Wilson kind of cover up those holes that the Bears had? It's It's a fun game to play, but... I think for the Bears, that 2021 team, I think it was right getting Justin Fields. That was best for the Bears in that season. And obviously, we, we really don't know how exactly it would play out, but I think Justin Fields was still the right answer. Yeah, I, it, it's, a, it's a tough debate, to be honest, because it is. R- Russell Wilson is really good still in my mind. Um, you know, And they're going through that right now. Or they were going through that in Seattle with him, and you could see that as the, the team – started to fall apart around him, they weren't as good. Mm-hmm. But this was their first losing season since Russell yeah, Wilson was true. their quarterback. Um, and they, you know, the defense was falling apart. And obviously, they're, it looks like they're entering somewhat of a rebuild as they need to do. And um, we're going to talk about a guy named Bobby Wagner here in a few minutes too, who they're, they're going to let go. I, I still think I have to side with Russell Wilson. I don't blame he's proven. you. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, and, and, I, and I think everybody watching, listening, understands how I feel about Justin Fields. But we've also seen this franchise struggle to develop rookie quarterbacks. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's not the best place for them to, to learn and grow. And we saw that with Justin Fields as a rookie. Don't blame it on him. It's really more the franchise. But I just feel like if you can bring in a proven veteran like Russell Wilson, who would instantly come in and be the best quarterback they've ever had. Hands down. You know, I'm not saying things would have been great in 2021. Would have been a little bit better, I think. Maybe the GM and head coach are still fired after all that. 
you know, we don't really know how it plays out. I do know Vic Fangio must be uh, upset right now. Oh my goodness. Yeah, Vic's, finally. Vic's going, man, if I just had Russell Wilson last year, I'd still have a job. No, definitely. Definitely would have had a job there. In Denver. And when you need a quarterback to compete in that division, I mean, just with all the quarterbacks that they have there, and finally Denver has it. But it, it is an interesting question. And even in the chat, I, you know, you see happy with fields. I've seen, you know, some Russell Wilson. But, again, with that current that 2021 Bears roster, is Russell Wilson good enough that that season to just cover up some of those holes? And that's, that's like, the big question there. And if he isn't, you give up so much to get him that the future, like, you, you Russell Wilson better be it. <laughs> because if not, you don't have the draft capital to come back, you know, the 2022 season to kind of make up for maybe the, the lack of production he may have had. So if Russell Wilson isn't that guy or can't take that team to the next level of the Bears – then you don't really have the resources to, to, I think, rebound after that. And that's why with Justin Fields, yes, you did give up what you gave up to go get him, but there's still an opportunity maybe later down the road. In 20, you know, 2023 season, you'll have some of that draft capital back. I just, like, now my brain's just spinning over something <laughs> that just does not matter, but how Russell Wilson would have looked in Matt Nagy's offense. Yeah. You know that, what I mean? Like, mm-hmm. and, and I, I don't really have any idea what that would have looked like, but I have a feeling that the issues ran so deep that even Russell Wilson couldn't have dug. See, dug that's the thing too. Like you bring him in is, was it just broken regardless of the quarterback that you put in there? So, and it's again, it's a fun game to play kind of reflecting back on what could have been, but what we have now in Justin Fields. And I would say just kind of glancing over the majority of the chat. I think people are on QB one, Justin Fields train, but Again, a fun question to entertain. All right, so all this quarterback movement, we do have to talk about our old friend Mitchell Trubisky here. So where do you think he ends up through all this? I mean, there's clearly a market for him. He's doing Adam Schefter's podcast. Like, he re- I, yes, okay, he I must have missed that. He just did Schefter's podcast. Like, it's like the featured, like, number one free agent guy to go out and get. It's like, it's unbelievable. But there, there really is a market for him. I'm not surprised by this. We talked about this a year ago. I thought he made a brilliant move to just kind of reset for a mm-hmm. year, go to Buffalo, get good coaching, take the pressure off, just learn a new system. Now he gets to take all that wherever he goes. Again, I don't think Mitchell Trubisky's like going to go somewhere else and live up to, you know, his draft selection. But I also, like, I think about this a lot. If he had just been a second-round pick, the oh, whole narrative's man. so different. It really is, and not the number two you know, yeah. overall pick. So, yeah, I think for, for Mitchell Trubisky, I'm happy for him that he's getting all this recognition. Uh, really great guy, but I think the team that I look at right now, that, hey, Mitch can go there and maybe have another, be in another quarterback battle like he was here in Chicago, the New York Giants right now with Brian Dable, obviously from the Buffalo Bills, Joe Shane, the GM, that was all coming from Buffalo, now there in New York. It seems like there could be an opportunity for him to compete, especially with Daniel Jones not really showing you like he's a clear-cut guy. Let's bring in Mitchell Trubisky, have like a quarterback battle in, in the summer and see what ends up happening. Maybe he'll be on the winning side of that again like he was against Nick Foles, but that seems like maybe an opportunity for him to um, maybe, maybe just resurrect his career in a way. Maybe not to, again, the status of a number two overall pick, but that that is a team that I see could be a good fit for Trubisky. So if you're Washington and you are reportedly in the running for Russell Wilson and made a huge offer, 
uh, and then end up signing Mitchell <laughs> Trubisky. Is that the Bears equivalent of what happened last year? I think so. That's <laughs> such a good comparison. I mean, yeah, if you're watching, you're like, yeah, Russell Wilson, and Trubisky. Yeah, that would be very, very, um, I think, reflective of how I felt when the Bears got Andy Dalton. No, but here's the thing, though. Like, first of all, I want to give, let's not slander Trubisky too much here. Like, he he's better than Andy Dalton. He is. He I, is. I, like, I, I think it was time for both sides to move on last year, but the Bears would have been better off with Trubisky than they would have been Dalton. Oh, in, I, yeah. in my opinion, in 2021. So, you know, I, I get where you're coming from in New York. It makes a lot of sense for him to go to the Giants because of Dable, but I think he's going to have an opportunity to go somewhere where he's just the starter, where he okay. doesn't necessarily have to compete. And, like, Washington seems to be one of those possibilities. Um, you throw up, could you throw in Pittsburgh, maybe? I mean, I, and that's where Big I was going to go next. Yeah. Like, what, what other options do the Steelers have? Now, unless they, they go draft uh, a young quarterback, maybe it's Pickett or, I don't know, if, you know Willis, who, who knows. But, yeah, looking at, like, everyone's going to need at some point one of those quarterbacks to just come in there and if you're not feeling good about this draft class, like, yeah, Trubisky has some some traits that you can you can work with and in the right scheme where you have a good running game, I think, you know, he can do some decent things. You know, I, I so I think two, one of two things is going to happen there. Um He's either going to end up in, like, almost the same situation with Dalton, like where he, <laughs> he gets signed, and then, you know, they go out and draft a quarterback. That's a possibility. I just – I think he may end up getting a multi-year deal for more money than people think. Like, it might not – when Dalton signed a one-year $10 million deal, it was like, okay, they're, they're still going to try to find another quarterback here, uh, even if they so – you know, they put out the QB1 tweet and everything and, and made him the starter – I, I just I, I I think a more likely situation because this isn't a great quarterback class coming mm-hmm. out in the draft this year is a team maybe it's the Steelers says all right let's give let's give Trubisky a three year deal that's really a two year deal because nothing's guaranteed on the back end and let's see how it goes this year it's not a great quarterback draft we're not going to get our guy this year um, focus on a different position kind of buy a year right you're buying yep. a year yep. and then. Let's see what the quarterbacks look like in the draft next year if it doesn't work out. Yeah, no, I mean, I think that's a good point. And, you know, once it, once it ends up happening, I'll be – I don't know. I, I don't know if I want to say I have a soft spot for Trubisky, but I'll definitely follow his career, see what he can end up doing wherever he ends up going. And, yeah, just kind of – you'll have my support there, Trubisky. You'll have it. All right. Let's talk about this linebacker. You may have heard of him, Bobby Wagner, who's been an all-pro virtually every year he's been in the <laughs> league. Um the Seattle Seahawks re- releasing him. Uh, you know, they're making their moves. They're rebuilding. I saw a lot of players come out on Twitter, be like, man, look at this business. How can you release mm-hmm. a guy like Bobby Wagner, who's you know still going to the Pro Bowl in 2021? Uh, what is he? I think he's 31, about to be 32. Yep. So he is, he is on that higher, you know, start talking about signing guys over 30. But, man, he's still playing at a high level. And the idea of pairing Bobby Wagner with Roquan Smith has to be enticing in this new defense. I I don't necessarily know that that's a realistic thing the Bears mm-hmm. will pursue, but in the position Ryan Poles is in, I would think that they would kick the tires on every option. Yeah, they I think they kind of have to, and especially because going to his 4-3, you, you do need that Mike linebacker, right? And Bobby Wagner, you could do a lot worse than having a 32-year-old in June, uh, Bobby Wagner there. Uh, a guy that coming off 170 tackle season 
earned him his eighth Pro Bowl in, in 10 seasons. Like like you said, Adam, that guy's consistently an all-pro in the Pro Bowl, one of the best linebackers in the league, and you pair him up with a, a Roquan Smith, like that's arguably the best linebacking tandem in the NFL, even though you know Bobby Wagner is kind of on his way out. He could still play, so... Um, he, and he played 100% of the defensive snaps in every single game last season, except for the last one against the Detroit Lions. So a guy that can show that he can stay healthy, which is, you know, with the Bears, I think that's what you need to really value and whatever free agent you can bring in is like, what's their, their injury history like? If you can bring people that can honestly just stay healthy and be productive, that, that can definitely be a plus for, for what they're looking to do to add to his defense. Yeah, I think you got to... Uh... Again, kick the tires on something like that. There's going to be a like one of the biggest questions I have is like how can you maintain this level of play on defense, you know, with this team? I mean, I know you're bringing in a defensive head coach and you got to run this hits mentality and all that, but you know, they they the thing is though that they got to get younger at some <laughs> spots yeah. and like bringing in Bobby Wagner doesn't necessarily accomplish that. I wonder what kind of deal he's going to get because he is over 30. The level of play he's at, I just feel like there's going to be a team out there that's willing to pay him a lot of money, and I don't know if that's the pool that the Bears want to jump into right now. But if you could get him on like a two-year deal, even if it's a good chunk of change, that's that would be intriguing to me. It would be intriguing, and I uh, spoke to Brad Spielberger from PFF just to say, hey, What's kind of like the, the market for a Bobby Wagner? He said just talking to some Seattle Seahawks guys, one year, seven to ten million. And the, the thing, other thing is here, Adam's like, do you wanna allocate those resources to to that middle linebacker position, or could you go get somebody that's like a stopgap guy that's not gonna cost as much? So I think that's also the 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 game the Bears have to play here. What is it that they really want to value? Is it gonna be an older Bobby Wagner, or do you kind of put that money in you know, elsewhere because there are a lot of holes on this defense. Uh, by the way, we, we understand there's a little bit of technical issue going on with uh, with our cameras, so thank you for bearing with us. We're, we're working on it. We'll get it fixed out. Still in our first week here. People yeah, think you're the star of the show. Is what yeah, the, like I, I was yeah. out there. At least people put it saying, on Nick permanently. That's fine. I was so, taking my nose over there. Like, yeah, sorry about that. <laughs> so, it was all on Adam. <laughs> a little bit of a lockup situation, but you can still hear us, right, in the chat? Yeah, yeah. yeah. You know, everything's, everything's good. Here. There's so. Nick. All right, cool. I think we're... Are, are we able to bring in Will? I don't think so at the moment, which okay. is not great. To be determined. That's all right. We can keep it uh, keep keep it rolling here. Do want to tell you though about our friends at Points Bet and uh, you've you've heard it by now and you should continue to hear. Jump in. Now's the time cuz the best way to support CHGO right now in our infancy is to download the Points Bet app and use the code CHGO when you sign up. If you make a $50 or more first-time deposit, you'll receive a free CHGO membership, which is really sweet. Unlocks all of our web content. You'll even get a free shirt of your choice from the CHGO locker. Those shirts are sweet, too. They, they are. They're awesome. I like the the bull script one. That, that one's really cool. That, that, I really like that I one think that's too. my favorite one. If you have any questions, you can email pointsbet at allchgo.com. We'll help you out there. Uh, remember that PointsBet is your home for live in-game betting. They even have a new exclusive feature called the Live NBA Same Game Parlay. So for the first time ever, you can build the perfect live same game parlay only with PointsBet. Combine your favorite bets anytime 
during the game. And now online sign-up is available in Illinois once again, so you can download the PointsBet app right now, register your account from start to finish, all from your phone. No need to go anywhere to get that done. You can just do it right now. Use code CHGO to get two risk-free bets up to $2,000. So what are you waiting for? Once the game starts, don't just bet. Live your bet life with PointsBet. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-522-4700. All right, Chicago sports fans. If you aren't a member of our CHGO family, what are you waiting for? Members will have access to our premium content from all of our great writers. You also get a free t-shirt of your choice when you become a member. And you get access to the members-only Discord, the CHGO Lounge. And, of course, we have podcasts and live shows just like this one on every team every day. So come join this amazing family that is constantly growing here at CHGO. All right, we'll keep things rolling here. Uh, We will try to bring in Will when we can. But um, let's talk some free agent targets. Again, we we talked a little bit about the wide receivers yesterday. We're going to kind of keep this team going the rest of the week, picking on different positions of needs for the Chicago Bears. Um, So today we're going to talk corners and some potential targets. I think you got to look outside and inside. Bears have needs at both spots. And, you know, it's a similar feeling for me, Nick, looking at the list of free agents. First of all, at the cornerback spot, there's a lot of guys who are old. Yeah. Like in the 30s already. And and so I don't know that there's a ton of obvious solutions there. Where are you thinking right now? (laughs) That's that's a really good question, Adam. I have a couple guys here on my list. And here's one that just, I think, makes a lot of sense. Um, Xavier Rhodes. He is one. He is on the older side. But... Obviously, playing in Indianapolis has that familiarity with Alan Williams, Matt Eberflus. Um, for the past two years, he was in Indy, but provides a veteran presence. You know, opposite of Jalen Johnson, he does. Um, he did deal with a hamstring and like a calf injury in 2021. But if you're looking kind of like for a stopgap veteran kind of guy, like similar to Prince of Mukamura when, yeah. when the Bears brought him, yeah. that could be someone I could see. Like, okay. I, if the Bears were to make that move, I see exactly why they did it. The familiarity, knowing the defense, like I said, providing that veteran presence and being somebody that, hey, Jalen Johnson's obviously going to be the future guy here, the, the number one corner that the Bears are going to look toward to, you know, again, cover up maybe that number one wide receiver. But you could still learn a lot, I think, from an Xavier Rhodes and everything that he's gone through in his career. Yeah, and those are the type of moves that make a lot of sense. You start, like, connecting dots with new coaching mm-hmm. staffs. I think the same thing at the linebacker spot. Uh, Anthony Walker would make a, a lot of sense yeah, if, yeah. if they go out and sign a free agent like that. Somebody who's probably not going to cost a ton um, and just has familiarity with the defense. They loved him in Indy. Perfect fit, right? So I think yep. Xavier Rhodes fits that too. And, you know, I think a guy like that probably going to be a little bit more affordable than Bobby Wagner. Yeah. Makes, makes sense. Um, so first of all, a name that came up the other day, I think it was Monday on the show, in-house that I still think is intriguing is Thomas Graham Jr. Mm-hmm. In terms of, you know, the slot and can he play there? Do they feel like he's good enough to try out? Or do you do you bring somebody else in to compete with him? I think there could be some draft picks involved in that, in that type of thing. But what do you feel about Rasul Douglas? Had him on the list here. So Rasul Douglas is a uh, graduate, actually, of uh, the, Hogue Bear, the Hogue mock drafts. Uh, okay. 
yeah. Bears mock drafts that I've that I've done. I like this dude coming out a long time ago. Now I know he's bounced around. He's had some issues. He's never really found a a home. But I there's so many times where every time he was free, I was like, the Bears should go out and sign this guy. <laughs> like he's still good. Uh, like he's not great, but he gets his hands on the football. He ends up in Green Bay last year. And he's making plays all the time. Pick six on Justin Fields at yes. Lambeau Field, yeah. So, uh, you know, I to me, that's a guy who's not going to cost a ton. Mm-mm. You bring him in, you can have him compete with whoever you have already here and perhaps, you know, have your solution. Yeah, no, so that's someone that I did have here on my list. Also had a pick six on Matthew Stafford. He had a really good 2021 season with the, the Green Bay Packers. And being a bigger corner, six foot two. Uh, played, what, 734 snaps, 13 games last season. Again, durability, so he, he can be on the field and available, which is something that the Bears definitely need. And, yeah, it was another guy that, hey, if the Bears are going to do something like that, again, not have to throw all this money out there at the outside cornerback position um, and get one of these free agents, I can see it. Douglas makes sense to me. I know... Adam, like, he was in one of my mock drafts as well. So, not my final one, but, <laughs> like, hey, Rasul Douglas, why not, you know, try him out and maybe the Bears get that opportunity this time. There's a comment here from Charles Alvarado, uh, and it's a good segue to what we were going to talk about next. I don't think it matters much who is the second cornerback. The slot corner mm-hmm. is arguably the most important defender, uh, especially when some wide receivers, number one wide receivers, are moving inside. So, who is going to take... Over at the slot, he mentions that Bryce Callahan is free. Um, yeah, here's the thing. Uh, look, Bryce Callahan was a good player and, and, a, and a good signing by the Bears as an undrafted free agent, but like he's been hurt constantly yeah. since. He was hurt with the Bears. That's why they let him walk and go to Denver. He was hurt in Denver. Um, so still like him as a player, but... He's just not available, yeah. man. He's just not yeah. in the field, but... Yeah, uh, so, that, I mean, obviously I completely agree with that comment about the slot corner, but I don't know about you, Adam. I was looking through the list of available free agents and free agent corners that can play that nickel position, and I, I think as I kept scrolling down the list, scrolling and scrolling, I kept getting more and more discouraged of what possible guys were, were available. The one name that I do have down here, and Denver is very familiar with him, Chris Harris Jr., mm. who played for the played for the Chargers mm. the last two seasons. Look, he's definitely on the other end of his career, being 32 years old. He'll be 33 on June 18th. Dealt with some injuries. Um, a foot injury held him to nine games in 2020. Um, 2022 was dealing with a shoulder injury. But, man, when you think back the last, I don't know, decade, Chris Harris Jr. is like one of the better nickel corners in the NFL during that time span. Absolutely. And – the Bears right now at that spot definitely have a lot younger guys. If it's a Thomas Graham Jr., a Duke Shelley, I don't know if, if Kendall Vilda were ever, would you know move to the nickel. Who knows? But definitely is on the opposite end of what the Bears currently have there. And is he the same player? Absolutely not. But maybe could be entertained. Could probably get him on a, a team-friendly deal. But like I said, I was scrolling through the list. Like, who could play in the slot? Who can play in the slot? And no one, like, the Bears should get this guy came up. Yeah, I think it might have to be addressed uh, in the draft, mm-hmm. too. So, uh, yeah, thanks for bearing with us with these uh, technical problems. And shout-out to Anish, who's just going to get, you know, all the love on the, the comments <laughs> right now. Uh, you know, it's just it was a great comment. So we're just going to keep it up there Absolutely. for as long as we can. Uh, we're, I think we're going to try to bring in Will right now. 
Okay, so yeah, I think we can one, two. Hey, hey. We hey, got you, Will. Okay. At least I can hear you. I hope everyone can. <laughs> I think everyone will be able to. I've been trying to help everyone here on the back end, but uh, unfortunately, uh, I think we're stuck with me in the background. Uh, but you have that nice comment to read uh, as you hear my voice. Nick, I uh, love the Xavier Rhodes one. I think that was the obvious one like a lot of people were thinking about, uh, for sure. But he was number one on my list. And I, I threw a comment in our Google Doc. I'd take another flyer on like a Desmond King uh, as well for maybe that nickel position. Iowa? Uh, yeah, Iowa guy? Right? I, yeah. I figured that would put a smile on your face. Well, especially with Adam wearing his Wisconsin uh, sweater here, like anytime you can bring up, you know, my alma mater, that always works. I think that's why the stream might be broken right oh, now. I think the sweater? sweater? It's a sweater. Well, <laughs> back to the curling tomorrow. <laughs> you, you, I guess so. You just, you know, uh, it's not surprising. Uh, hey, well, do, do you value the outside spot or the nickel spot more right now? Uh, well, in this defense, as we've said, I think yesterday, it is important. Uh, the most important one is that nickel position. Uh, so you have to find a way to address it. And I would not mind if Ryan Poles and Matt Eberfluth thought it was so important to take a chance both in free agency uh, and the draft to take two shots at it, have a battle in camp and let the best guy win. I like that. I mean, with we, just looking at Devontae Adams in that game, we talked about it yesterday, what they did with Jalen Johnson. They put him in slot, got him away from Jalen Johnson, and the Bears just didn't really have anybody that could defend him in that spot. And given that defenses are, what, 75, almost 80% in that, that nickel kind of defense, it's like you want to have a capable guy there, and now it's it's – we don't know if Thomas Graham Jr. can be that guy yet, and obviously he was playing outside for the Bears in his limited play last season. But, yeah, well, I agree with you. I think the Bears, if possible, if they're going to use one of those five draft picks that they have and one of them was a nickel corner, I have no problem with that whatsoever just because of how important that position is and how frequently that player would be used on the defense. Yeah, and I, I think we've seen here in Chicago, too, that you can it, – it's – it's easier to plug in your second corner than it probably is to find yeah. the the a really good nickel who can go in there and get dirty in the run game, um, and then and still have the capability of covering top wide receivers when they they move into the slot, and that's becoming more and more prevalent now. So it's becoming even tougher to do, I think. But uh, like even look like when the Bears signed Tracy Porter, for mm-hmm. instance, like 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 they've and then they then they had Prince of Mukamara, like they had guys there. I think that was the hope with Desmond Trufant last year when they signed yeah. him, and it just didn't work out. Um, so, yeah, I'm a little less worried about the outside, partially because I believe in Jalen Johnson so much mm-hmm. um, that I would also say that that the nickel spot is more important. And I think too, and Adam, you, go could, ahead. Could go I ahead. drop in here, Nick? Thanks. I pre- uh, so for me, I do think Desmond King would fit that nickel spot uh, when I watch him play. You know, he's strong against the run. Uh, when you look at his projections, uh, people do mention like he does fit best in his own defense, uh, like the Bears. He'd be pretty cheap. Uh, I think his projections like one year for around three million. Uh, I definitely try to invest in that. And he had three interceptions last year for the Texans, and they really misused him because most of his career he's been in the slot and he played well. He goes to Houston and they're like, hey, be an outside guy. That's <laughs> not what he's good at, and he struggled. That was a terrible defense uh, down there in Houston as well last season. 
And if you want to look at, you know, versatility and value, he's also has all that experience as a returner, over 110 returns uh, throughout his career, averaging nine yards per punt return, 22 yards per kickoff return, uh, two touchdowns as well. So, you know, you can sign him. You know, he can maybe battle out to be your nickel guy. He's only Nick 27. Mm -hmm. So if he balls out in this defense with a better supporting cast and, and a more true fit for him, then maybe you do have a guy that you can extend for another one to two year deal and have, uh, as we mentioned, like that next Prince of Mukamara. Yeah, and it's just been a fluctuating, you know, so many guys in and out of that position since Bryce Callahan left. You get Buster Screen, obviously Duke Shelley, and, you know, so it's just been the Bears trying to find that right guy that can maybe stick around for a little bit longer. But, hey, if Desmond King works, like, if the Bears are interested in that, I'd definitely be open to it. And the Bears just need to find someone that they can rely on, knowing that, hey, if it's third and three, third and four, and that offense knows the weakness on the defense is that nickel corner, can that guy make a play it's not going to be every time. That's not going to be realistic to expect. But every now and then, hey, disrupt that pass, get the defense off the field, and you know, force a punt every once in a while. A, a comment and discussion happening right now in our comment section is we talked about this a little bit yesterday. The idea of letting Eddie Jackson play in the slot um, and then addressing safety. I feel like a lot of this is just driven by the fact that he has struggled right um at safety and hasn't been that same dynamic guy I don't know that he was playing the slot well enough that that's your answer like if he had shown like oh wow like this is this is a better position mm -hmm. you know and it was like obvious on film I'd be like okay yeah let's go down that road let's discuss that um I, I feel like it, especially in this defense though he's still better off in his position and you go out and find a different nickel. But I understand why it's coming up in the comment section, why people are asking about it. Yeah, well, do you have thoughts on Eddie Jackson? I mean, he he expressed it in his one press conference. Like, hey, I, I can play that, you know, nickel position if, you know, Sean decides open to it. Um, what are kind of your thoughts on that? Wouldn't he be, like, one of the most overpriced nickel corners in the league then <laughs> at that rate? Uh, he definitely That's would. Good. That's my first thought. Uh, second thought would be, again, even if he expresses a desire – uh, I don't know what that says about maybe his mindset, you know, at his current position, if he's trying to advocate for his own positional change. Uh, so that would also kind of concern me just kind of, you know, off the cuff here as well. But uh, no, I would really just want to address and find a true nickel corner to add to this defense, whether it's agency, the draft or both. Yeah. I think the one thing that he was talking about too, is like you get a little bit more action. If you're that nickel corner, yeah. like you can take a safety out of the, out of the game plan uh, if you really want to as an offense, but what he was kind of expressing, like, hey, you know, I can be more involved in some of the plays down there, even in the run game. And I know Eddie Jackson and tackling is a <laughs> right. soft, uh, you know, a lot of people will, um, will talk about that, especially with how he's been playing the last couple of years. But, yeah, it's an interesting and entertaining, inter uh, you know, question, and the Bears definitely need to address that position moving forward. And a lot of questions, too, about Thomas Graham Jr., who we've brought up. I think the official position of uh, this show is obviously like, hey, give the guy a chance. Um, yeah. You know, but I'm also hesitant because, you know, guys have flashes and then they play all the time and you kind of realize why they were on the bench. And we just haven't seen enough of him. But I do like the flashes. I, I do 
understand why he fell in the draft last year, especially because he sat out the year before. Before that, he was pretty pretty highly regarded as a prospect, and he can still capture it. I think sometimes we forget how young these these dudes oh, are, and we just don't know how they're going to react when they get to the NFL. It's why six-rounders become all pros and why first-rounders bust out. Like You just don't know how they're going to react once they get into the NFL. And so maybe Thomas Graham Jr. is one of these guys that – it, it works out. We just don't know. But I would at least, at a minimum, like to see him get the opportunity to compete and play more, and then we'll see how it goes from there. Yeah, 100%. Definitely. Absolutely. Well, no, I'm a big fan of Thomas Graham, and uh, I think, you know, Nick, you would agree, like, you know, especially last year, there were guys on this roster who just didn't get a chance that should have. You know, whether it's the Thomas Graham, when you look at the offense, like a Jesse James who did build that chemistry with Justin Fields, Justin gets to play, and they're like, eh, Jesse, you're still not going to even go out there in the field, <laughs> even though you are the one that Justin trusts the most. A lot of poor decisions uh, that I'm glad that hopefully we can move you know, past. He was his go-to, uh, Justin Fields' go-to guy in training camp. He always saw 18. I always got mixed up with Jesse James and uh, who was it? J.P. Holtz, I think, 81 and 18. Oh, yeah. Every single time, like, oh, no, no, that's Jess- Jesse James making that catch uh, for, for Justin Fields, but – yeah, maybe with this new regime that gets a little bit better, more opportunities for guys that really embody that hits philosophy. And like Adam was saying um, on the last podcast, like that's somebody that uh, like Thomas Graham Jr. kind of already, I think, embodies that. So maybe he'll get more opportunities. Will, since you came in a little bit late here, do you have any other free agent targets? You know, Xavier Rhodes was my number one. Uh, Desmond King was my second. Uh, I threw that in the chat. Uh, for me, you know, Steven Nelson is another outside option. He would have a much higher price point. Uh, as well, but he is a very consistent player uh, throughout his career. Another one that does excel in his own scheme. Uh, I like watching him play, very physical, kind of focused player who plays with the chip on his shoulder. And even though he's a physical kind of guy and likes to take those shots, he is durable. Uh, so that's also a big plus. Uh, and then I'm just looking for connections here. You know, he spent 2015 to 2018 in Kansas City. So Ryan Poles did kind of watch him uh, develop uh, as well throughout his time. Uh, eight interceptions since that 2018 season with 39 pass breakups over that span. So if someone does have that ball production uh, that the Bears are looking for, but again, he would have a bigger contract uh, than some of the other guys that we've mentioned here. He is 29, so you're looking at a shorter deal, maybe overpaying here, which you do in free agency. Uh, we all know mm-hmm. that. Uh, but that would be my other uh, a question I wanted to kind of bring to the table for you guys actually would be when you're doing your research on this, are there any players that you would just advise to stay away from? Ooh, Ooh, that's a... Well, you know, Bryce Callahan's name came up earlier. I just feel like the injuries is just, you know, is he going to be able to give you a full 17-game season is the question there. And I just feel like that's uh, that's a stretch. So that would be one for me. I think when I was kind of doing and making my list here, I was really focusing on these outside corners that wouldn't cost you a lot of money, to be completely honest. That was kind of like my mindset here. Um, like Stefan Gilmore is going to be a guy that's going to be a free agent. And what if the Bears were to get him, that'd be great. But man, you're putting a lot of money outside there. And we just talked about the emphasis, I think, should be at that slot corner position. So um, I guess that's a name just to kind of throw out there. Like if the Bears get a guy like that, yes, they ultimately become better on defense. But man, I think the resources, the the draft draft capital, um, the the money maybe should go to that slot corner and make sure you have a guy there that can make plays for you. Want to bring Kyle Fuller back? 
Gosh, I'm intrigued by it. Uh, honestly, he does have experience in this defense. Uh, I know he's excelled under Vic Fangio's, but if you want to go back to his rookie year and a more Levy Smith type of defense, like he burst onto the scene in a big way uh, that year. And I know he had a down season, but that would be a bargain. And he's someone that I feel like couldn't have a wave and have an uptick before his career kind of fades out. Not saying I would do it, but I'm saying I would, I'm intrigued by the question. He's still just 30. I mean, exactly. Like he just turned 30. He's not, he's not, I mean, that's this, but when you look at it last year, he did kind of seem like that downfall yeah. was continuing. Yeah. That's an interesting name. I wasn't even thinking about Kyle Fuller back in Chicago. I wonder how people actually feel about that. If you want to throw in um, your response in the chat here, Kyle Fuller back in Chicago. What do you guys think about that? Um, for me, I'm, I'm going to go with no. <laughs> just it, I don't have the best reason why. Again, you can look at last season how he played, but um, yeah, that's where I'll leave uh, the thoughts on a Kyle Fuller Bears reunion. I personally, you know, I stay away from like an Eli Apple. Like I'm not going to take a bite oh, out God, of the yeah. Apple in free agency <laughs> this year. Like you know, he's super penalized. He's just not good, but he's always up there in those like rankings of like potential free agents and. I would just, you know, have, you know, advisory there. Like, don't go for it. And I know you mentioned Stefan Gilmore, Nick, but, like, when I look at his career, like, in defenses that he excels in is more, like, you know, man coverage focused. Mm -hmm. And when he is asked to play zone, that's when, you know, he does kind of fall back to earth a bit. So, like, wouldn't that concern you on top of just the price point that he would kind of warrant? Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Um, all things to consider as you're looking to fill that outside cornerback spot that's wide open right now with the Bears. And it, guys, it looks like chat is um, amiable to bringing back Kyle Fuller. We've got Nick Miller saying it, Tommy Slattery, Lucas Vandermeer. A lot of people saying, "Yeah, let's if it's at the right price, sure, let's do it." I think you can do worse. Yeah, you definitely can. You definitely can. Um, again, I think he left on a good note too with the Bears. Right? It wasn't like the Bears had to let him go because of financials. Yeah. So it wasn't because of his play dipped down, and there was a sour taste in you know, Bears fans' uh, mouths here. But, yeah, maybe. I mean, I wouldn't say it was on great terms. Yeah, yeah. I, I'm sure they asked him to take a pay cut first, and then he's probably like, no. No, yeah. Then he got good money from the Broncos. So, but it's a new regime. It, it's, you know, it's a new GM, new coaching staff might be a better fit, so you can't rule it out, I guess. Yeah, no, you can't rule it out. And like like we were just saying earlier, everything – uh, to bring back some from the last, everything should be on the table, right? In terms of what they want to do to fix this roster. All right. Well, if you enjoy CHGO, one way to help us continue to grow is to download the PointsBet app. Use code CHGO when you sign up. Not only are you going to get two risk-free bets up to $2,000, but if you make a $50 or more first-time deposit, you'll receive a free CHGO membership, which unlocks all of our web content. You'll even get a free shirt of your choice from the Fire chgo locker if you have any questions email pointsbet at all chgo.com we'll help you out and in case you missed it online sign up is now available again in illinois you can actually just download the PointsBet app right now register your account from start to finish all from your phone it's very very easy and so what are you waiting for once the game starts don't just bet live your bet life with points bet gambling problem call 1-800-522-4700 and again for everybody that's here, part of the CHGO community, look, if you want to become a member, you should do so because you get all the premium content from all of our great writers, get a free T-shirt of your choice. When you become a member, you get access to the members-only Discord again, 
the CHGO Lounge. There's so many benefits, and you get to be a part of this great community. Look at this chat, everyone interacting, and that happens on a consistent basis with all of our teams that um, are here and, again, are five days a week. So come join, again, this amazing family that we have here at CHGO, constantly growing, and it's because of all of you that tune in each and every day. We will jump in with some super chats that have come in. Actually, Lawrence, if you want to maybe, because yeah, I know yeah. they, got, they got kind so, of buried a little bit. Well, so unfortunately for those watching on YouTube, Anish is just going to be up on screen <laughs> the whole time. Sorry about that. But we do have, a, it's a double super chat from Joe Hill. Ooh, He hit us with just a $10 super chat. Bang, bang. Let's go. Nice. Thank you. And then he followed that up with another $10 super chat where he said, which position group do you guys think is a bigger position of need? Wide receiver? Or O-line? I mean, you can go either way, Adam, here with this yeah. one. Um, yeah, if you had to choose. I mean, the, and because they both impact the quarterback, right? So, but I, if I have to pick between the two, I'm always going to go O-line because with the wide receivers, you need targets to throw to, but if you don't have them, you're not getting killed necessarily. If you don't have a good offensive line, you're talking about your quarterback taking way too many hits, getting injured. That's not what you want to see. So they're both important, but if I had to pick between the two, I would go offensive line. Will, what about you? <laughs> We've had this debate so many times, <laughs> and I feel like every time we bring up this question, I kind of lean one way you know, or the other. Uh, it's hard not to protect Justin Fields, though. You know, Again, he took so many shots last year, and we, you know, he's young. He can handle these, but as we saw, like, Injuries do happen, and I think, you know, protecting him uh, is the best thing that we need to do. Uh, and obviously, too, like, if you don't have a good surrounding cast, even if you have all the time in the world in the pocket and they're not creating separation, like, where are you going to go with that thing? So, uh, for me, I'll, I'll go offensive line today. Uh, ask me again tomorrow, <laughs> and maybe I'll have a different answer. Yeah, I think what, we, you can honestly switch each and every day, but I'll, I'll stick with the offensive line uh, for me, too, just because of how important it is for Justin Fields and just to establish some continuity getting those guys, you know, the right group of guys there for the longevity of Justin Fields' career. That's going to be huge for him moving forward. And obviously you, you need to address wide receiver too. Like that's it's 1A, 1B. And I think if you address the offensive line, maybe he can give a little bit more chance to maybe find those targets downfield. And I don't think he just had enough opportunities to do that last season. By the way, if you're wondering about uh, these Super Chats, like I was about 48 hours ago, um, they you can basically jump into the front of the line and all the uh, money that comes in just helps CHGO get us better equipment, better things to... Maybe you know, things won't freeze. Maybe things won't freeze, <laughs> things like that. Uh, we'll work out all the kinks. Um, but uh, that's, you're just helping out the, the cause and the community here, and that's what this is all about, this awesome... And, and um, we actually got another Super Chat just now from Nick Miller. Let's do it. He says... What about taking low-risk, high-reward, uh, taking a couple shots on young guys? Uh, example, Sidney Jones and or Mike Hughes, former first, second-round guys that were highly thought of coming out. Look, I, I don't want to – there are certainly examples of guys moving to a different place, and maybe it works out a little bit better. Um, I would say in general, though, when a first or second-round pick doesn't work out, it's not they, they might not bust out of the league, but like even look at Leonard Floyd, for yeah. example. You know, he he went to LA and he's been 
he's been a solid player for them. But I also think we kind of overrate it just because he went somewhere else and has had some success. It's not like he's been a an absolute stud pass rusher, rusher there or in, in any regard what he was supposed to be being drafted where he was drafted in the first round. You know what I mean? So, you know, can you take a guy like that that really hasn't lived up to expectations, bring him in, have him be a solid player for you? Probably, but they're not all of a sudden going to turn into that first-round guy you thought they were. No, and look, you can just look recently to Artie Burns. The Bears brought him you yes. know, from Pittsburgh being a first-round draft pick, and there, there was an open spot for the outside cornerback position, and he never was able to do that. Now, is, is Mike Hughes or Sidney Joe different? Maybe, who knows, but the Bears did try that, trying to get at these these former first-round draft picks and seeing what they can do with a new team, a new scheme, and seeing can they live up to that status. And, you know, for a lot of the time, it it, it just doesn't happen. So, um, but again, you have to maybe take your shots and be calculated at how you do that to try and address these needs. But, yeah, the last regime did try some, do that at times, and it just didn't really pan out. Uh, you know, for me, I mean, if it's still low risk and you're not looking at a lot of guaranteed money, you know, and it's shorter deals and it's, again, not going to break the bank, I wouldn't mind, you know, maybe not these guys specifically, but just in theory, I wouldn't mind taking a chance here and there uh, as you're trying to retool, rebuild a roster. Uh, you know, you can't always play it safe and you do need to try to, you know, maybe hit the jackpot in other ways. And there are redemption stories, as we all know, so I would not be opposed to it. Uh, just would have to be the right guy at the right price. All right, well, one thing we need to get to uh, before we get out of here are some roster moves that were actually made. They were of the most boring variety, (laughs) granted, but um, there were some restrictive free agents who were tendered contracts yesterday. And I think what's interesting about it is the new general manager kind of picking through what's on the roster, Mm -hmm. what he's probably – and Ian Cunningham, too, looking at this and saying, all right, who's still got potential here? Uh, and so Jesper Horstead, everybody's favorite Jesper. Um, <laughs> he is going to be back in the fold. Sam Mustafer as well. A little more mixed opinions about that one, I think, as this <laughs> came in. And then uh, Lechavius Simmons, who I guess can continue to be sort of a, a depth tackle but I don't think anyone's counting on him to uh, develop into a starter anytime soon at this point. So, uh, you're, Nick, let's start with you. Your thoughts on uh, on bringing these guys back? So I see why for again Sam Mustafer being a guy that played all 17 games last season, and I don't think the Bears even have another center right now <laughs> to be completely <laughs> honest. So it makes sense to bring a guy like that back. And Olin Crute uh, definitely, um, you know, sees um, Sam Mustafer as a guy that could be a starter. For, for a team, and obviously him working with Sam. And then, Will, I'm not even going to say anything on Jesper Horsehead because that is all you, and everyone in this chat knows that. So you can take it away with um, your thoughts on Jesper Horsehead. Nick, you're going to let me begin my Horsehead hype already? Exactly, yep. All right, hashtag Horsehead hype. Uh, I'm, I'm glad he's here. <laughs> uh, another player that, again, I don't think had a legitimate shot uh, that maybe he – I'm not going to say deserved per se, but that he, I believe giving him a look would have benefited the Bears sooner rather than later. Uh, but you just look at his career stats, guys, you know, 10 catches on 13 targets, uh, 60% of his catches go for first downs, 30% of his catches are touchdowns. Like all this man does is move the chains and put points on the board. So I don't know why you want to want to put him on the field more. And, you know, maybe Orion Pohl sees something out of him. Luke gets, he's like, hey, I can envision a role for this guy. He makes some of those incredible catches. Uh, as we've seen, whether it's training camp, preseason, and then in a regular season, too. So 
out of the three, obviously, you know, he's the clear cut uh, number one uh, guy that I'm most excited about. Uh, in my notes for Mustafer, I put, eh. Uh, and then for like Simmons, I put, uh, I guess. Uh, so that's where I am in with the, these three. But yeah, definitely, you know, excited that Horstead hype is going to live on in Chicago. Yeah, I'm with you on Jesper Horstead. I mean, it, it's, it's it's Thomas Graham Jr., but times five because he actually <laughs> has shown, like he's, he's, he's had more opportunities yep. for you to look at, but still not enough to be like, well, well, are are you really going to evaluate this guy truly or not? Like that's the frustrating thing is, if you had just okay, so that outstanding preseason game against the Titans last year, right? He had three touchdowns, I think. Um, then he catches that really tough catch against the the Raiders in Las Vegas for a touchdown, yeah. which is the type of catch that, as much as I like Cole Komet, like he's got to do more of. Cole Komet mm-hmm. needs to make that type of tough catch in traffic in a big moment, not leave points off the scoreboard. So for him to do that, and then it's just like, okay, go back to the uh, practice squad now for you know a month. Like It doesn't make any sense when you could have had him, especially late in the season. Guys, how much were we talking about? All right, these games don't matter. Let's see what some of these players can do so you can evaluate them for next year. And if I was Ryan Poles right now, I'd be so frustrated that there's not more of Jesper Horstead on tape to actually look at. Um, same thing with Thomas Graham. You know, in Sam Mustafer's case, there's a ton of tape. He was the starting center all year long. So, uh, and I think it's kind of a mixed bag. I think there's some good things you like there. You know, I heard a story that was relayed to me that from Chase Daniels' time in Chicago, he considered Sam Mustafer like the smartest really? center wow. he's yeah. had to ever work with. By the way, there's a difference on that. It doesn't mean he's like the greatest center ever. It just means he's he's really smart at that position. You still need to be able to bring the physicality and block somebody. But, you know, Olin Cruz does t- speak highly of him, so maybe there's – I think it makes a lot of sense to bring Sam Mustafer back. Would I be guaranteeing him a starting job? Not necessarily, but to me it doesn't make sense to move him on somewhere else when yeah. he still played good enough to at least be a backup at a minimum. I agree with that. And just kind of going back to Jesper Horstead too, you don't have, you're not going to have Jimmy Graham anymore. So yep. you need some depth on in that position in general. And it's good that the bears, you know, made this move to, um, you know, again, they're not, it's not guaranteed, but a league minimum deal. So with that, having a guy that can, you know, maybe just have more opportunities. That's all we're asking for here. And like Adam was just saying, if you have more of that tape, you could see exactly what maybe these guys can add to your roster. But, yeah, Sam Musfer's a a great guy to just look at all the tape, evaluate what he is as a player. How can he grow? And if so, can he do that here in this new regime, this outside zone scheme, and then see if, like, yeah, I would like you said, I wouldn't give anoint him. He's not going to be the starter right away, but have him compete if once you, you bring somebody else in. Adam, I have a question for you, actually, because uh, even, you know, both Simmons and Horstead, not a lot of tape, uh, as you mentioned. Do new coaching staffs, do you know, if would they have access to, like, tape of practices from the previous year to look at? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Yep. Okay. Yep, they have access to all that. So, um, yeah, because, I mean, that's owned by the organization. And so they can they can go back and see all of that. I'm sure they, you know, I don't, you probably don't have enough time in your day to go back and look at every practice, but... Um, you know, that's why you have quality control coaches. That's why you that's why you keep guys on the scouting staff from the year before, too, and, and not turn everything over yeah. right away because um, they would know where to go in that practice footage to say, hey, this is 
um, this is a play worth lo- looking at or you know, this is a tape we should watch together with the new coaches. Um, so, yeah, that's all part of these evaluations that are going on right now at House Hall is these coaches meet. That makes a lot of sense. And, you know, that's going to be their job for the next couple, what, months? And obviously with the draft and free agency coming uh, really soon, they have to see what they already have and evaluate what they need to go get better at. And that's going to be their jobs moving forward. I love this question that just came in from Jose. If you had to pick one, Ryan Jensen or an offensive tackle? What are you thinking, Will? I mean, I guess it would depend on what the tackle is. Yeah. I'm tempted to go Jensen. Like, I okay. I am a, I am I like Ryan maybe su- a lot. surprisingly a, kind of a build-it-inside-out type offensive uh, line guy, but especially if you can get somebody in there at center who is nasty. Like, exactly. Need some of that. L- you know, like Olin Kurtz. Um, that, I just love that idea. And, and I think, like... That would be my one criticism of Sam Mustafer is just there's not enough nastiness in there um, on a consistent basis, and Jensen's obviously that guy. So, you know, you, you drafted two tackles last year. I don't know if they're, if they're ideally you, – you probably drafted two right tackles, if we're being <laughs> honest, which maybe doesn't make the most sense. Um, but I'd still like to see more of Tevin Jenkins, and you can bring in another veteran-type uh, – I like the idea of going against Jensen, so I think that'd be my answer to that question. I wonder. Uh, I would follow you on that. I wonder like if he fits though the quicker, lighter. You that's know, fair. that's the thing. Like I love Ryan Jensen. That would be, I think, again, you get the center right. I think that helps the entire. But line. look at some of those Chiefs offensive linemen. Like True. that was the one thing about Ryan Poles ta- saying all that <laughs> last week. I'm like, the guys you you beat, re- you rebuilt this offensive line in one offseason in Kansas City, and half those guys don't fit. The quicker, lighter. Maybe that was just to throw us off. Like, go and look at quicker, lighter offensive linemen. They go. Ryan get- Pace left his playbook in the uh, <laughs> in the office and and was like, "Yeah, whatever you say at the combine, then do the opposite." Mm-hmm. Oh, so he's George Costanza. I, I like it. <laughs> <laughs> now, Jensen makes a lot of sense in terms of like the the mindset. Uh, again, the physical tools would be the question. Obviously, he's a great center. It just was he fit what the Bears are trying to build schematically i think uh you know culture wise he would uh for sure uh, but i like the adam mentioned you know the inside out because nick you and i had that conversation uh, both ourselves on uh, our, the podcast before we moved over and with owen Kurtz uh, last friday yep yep it makes makes a lot of sense uh quicker lighter maybe we're looking too into that so uh hey, guys i have i have one more super chat that yes. just came in that i want to get to and i want to address this yes go okay for so it. this is ty hill who uh, hit us up with a five dollar super chat thank you very much thank you he says way off topic I just want to say to ownership, if we build at Arlington Heights, please study acoustics and make the stadium loud and intimidating. I love it. Yeah. Okay. So this is this is an important thing because um, I'm not saying the Bears should have kept Ryan Pace just because of the stadium, but I would have trusted him more than Ted Phillips to get the stadium right. Okay, and some of that's some of the conversations I had with Ryan Pace over the years about this stuff. Like, I I know for a fact, like when he was going to SoFi Stadium this year, he was like studying what's working, what's not working. U.S. Bank Stadium in Minnesota, I hope, is a place that they look seriously at. They get to play there every year. They understand that you know this idea of bare weather rolls eyes. <laughs> yeah, 
<laughs> that stadium in Minnesota is awesome. It is so loud. I've not only been in the press box, obviously, multiple times, but I went to a Vikings-Packer game there on Monday Night Football and sat towards the top of the upper deck, actually, towards like where the actual roof is. It is so loud, and the acoustics are so amazing. And the fact, yeah, it's an indoor stadium, but they managed to build it in a way that light still gets in there. It's an awesome design. I love it there. I would rather go that way than to worry about, oh, we got to make sure we have cold weather. Because Look at the Packers right now. They're 500 in their last, like, 14 home playoff games. And that should be the, the biggest cold weather home field mm-hmm. advantage there is. It's just not a real thing, guys. It's just not. Just play indoors. All right, last thing. One, one more super chat from our super chatter, Anish, today, who's been stuck on screen as we have technical <laughs> issues. He says... Uh, $5 Super Chat to be used exclusively for tech support. Thank you, Anish. <laughs> I love it. <laughs> All right, let's wrap this thing up, guys. Awesome. And Anish didn't need, need to do that because he got featured the whole time. Yeah, yeah. He, he was the beneficiary of this <laughs> technical issue. Well, thank you for everyone for kind of sticking through that today. It's not, I guess, these are the types of things you you work through and, and we'll... We'll, uh, and if you're listening to the podcast later, you have no idea even what we're talking about here. So that's fine. You can go watch um, it though. Yeah. No. Uh, so uh, make sure you are checking out. Uh, first of all, if you're on YouTube right now, hit that subscribe button right now. Do it right below there. Uh, hit the notification so you know when we're going live. It'll pop up on your phone. You won't miss it. Appreciate all the support. And again, those podcasts are available. Subscribe wherever you listen to your podcast. You can find the CHGO Bears podcast. Same with the Bulls, White Sox, Blackhawks, Cubs. It's all there, and we got more teams coming too. So uh, thanks so much for the early support. Nick, Will, good stuff today. Appreciate it. Absolutely. Hey, we hit 10K subscribers on YouTube today. I just nice. Nice. Let's go. Yeah, you know, point that out. And number three podcast in the USA in football right now. Wow. Good time. That's awesome. Yes, sir. Very Let's good. Go. That's all you guys, the viewers and the listeners. So thank you so much. And uh, we'll keep the momentum going. We'll be back tomorrow. It's Thursday, which means Olin Kruitz will be back with us. So Olin Kruitz joins us tomorrow on the CHGO Bears podcast. We'll talk to you then.